Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy. He's former NCAA student athlete and co-host. Subscribe to us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheFinalScore35 and TikTok at AGSpartanFan35. Oh, and one more note before we get started. I'd like to apologize to anyone I've not offended yet. Please be patient. I'll get to you shortly. Welcome in to TFS Pod 156. Uh, second pod of 2024. Hope everyone is well. Um, holy crap, has a lot happened in the last eight days since we uh, last spoke with you. Um, plenty and plenty of plenty of news and storylines and discussion points. This, that, and the other thing. We're excited for this one. It's going to be fun. Um, without further ado, here we go. Podium. Um, I wrote this down yesterday. I could have gone in different ways, but I'll stick with it. Um, congrats to the greatest coach in the history of our school, Coach Antonio, um, Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame, um, inductee um, to be um, amazing. Um, what he accomplished at Michigan State is something that no one else has. I mean, Duffy was really good, but at, he. this is modern college football. Um, he turned around a piss poor Michigan State program that was hungry for a winner, um, made them consistent for how long was he here? 12 years, 13 seasons. Um, Something like he that. Was, he was unbelievable. Uh, he deserves it. Um, no one did more with less than than him. Um, so super proud of Coach. Congrats. Um, alumnus of the podcast, um, which is even cooler. Yeah, best, best special guest ever. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Congrats, Coach D. First, first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, proud That's Spartan amazing. always. I, I also thought about a couple of things here, and I'm going to tuck them into the around the world instead. So, this was a great point that was shared with me um, by longtime listener, no time caller, Sweet Corn Chris out of Naples, Florida. Um, and actually a text that he sent me that his dad shared with him. So the question for my podium is what message is the NCAA, and I'll throw in there, the media, sending to the next generation by looking the other way? So Chris's dad, Mr. T, known him a long time in my life, sits on the board of the first T in Hilton Head and sent Chris this yesterday morning um, after the national championship game. Um, and for those who don't know, the first T is a youth golf program that teaches kids kind of like life skills, obviously the game, rules of the game. And golf ultimately is the one, is the gentleman's game, right? It's the only game that you can call yourself for penalty for. There's a great line in the legend of Bagger Vance about that. So this is what he said verbatim. As I said to my first T colleagues, you have to view this in the context of their, being Michigan's, actions. As an organization that views playing within the rules as the holy grail of the sport, that being the first T, and provides itself in teaching these values to our students, the actions of the NCAA and the college football community should be held accountable for their malaise. Very sad, in my opinion. Mr. T, super well said, and you're exactly right. What what message, and I'll go beyond even Michigan, okay? I can, and in, you know, around the world, we'll, we'll give credit where it's due. 
the bottom line is no matter how ESPN wanted to spin it, how matter Harbaugh and Michigan wants to spin it, Michigan was, is cheating. They have nothing short of, I believe, three level one recruiting violations. They, of course, have the scandal with the illegal uh, scouting going on. That is not a closed case just because it was quiet, you know, for the last six weeks. Let's go beyond that. The Houston Astros, they were signed stealing in a way that was found like to be extremely egregious in Major League Baseball. But we celebrate these champions as if they did nothing wrong. And then we expect the young generation, the people, who, the kids who idolize these guys who, you know, they're buying their jerseys and they're wearing them to games and they're growing up in high school and wanting to be like them. We expect them to play by the same rules. That's exactly Mr. T's point. And that's my, that was going to be my point as well. He just happened to dot the eye for me. How can we expect people to have integrity and honor and honor the game and honor each other and have integrity and be trustworthy and be good citizens if they get away with cheating and they're rewarded with a championship and announcers who, I mean, I had to turn off the TV. I couldn't take it anymore. And we're talking about ESPN, Um, you know, just, it was disgusting. Herb Street, especially, I, just the way they drool all over Michigan, all the adversity and Michigan versus everybody. And are you kidding me? Yes. And oh, JJ, he's just so great and wonderful and whatever. Come on, people, stop celebrating cheaters and call for justice. Fix what's broken. It's fixable. It's definitely fixable. And let's get honor back into the game. That's my podium. I'm with you, but I think it might be too far gone and. NCAA probably won't exist in the next five to ten years. So it's all about money. Yep. Um, all right. Tee up time. A um, couple ways we can go here. We're gonna do both. Uh, first, Arthur Smith, coach of the former coach of the Falcons. So on um, Sunday, the the Saints were you know they needed to win to keep their playoff holes alive. Obviously, obviously didn't make it, but they did a you know fake knee or spike or something. Scored a touchdown late and. Arthur Smith was hot trying to fight Dennis Allen after the game, saying it's BS, whatever, whatever, and then gets fired. That's hilarious. Sore loser. Well, and Dennis Allen, like, backtrack, like, oh, yeah, that's not us and whatever. Just own it, dude. So what? So what? It's pro sports. Listen, we're not talking about college. Like, if if you really didn't mean it, then apologize and, and do something to Jameis Winston for, you know, breaking the call. But if you meant it, just own it. Say, yeah, we did want to do it because we hate the Falcons and we want to make the playoffs and we wanted to send a statement. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Honor and integrity in sports. Even if it means you look like an a-hole because you did what a lot of people would say was unsportsmanlike. So what? Here's a newsflash for you, Atlanta. Stop them. And okay, you could say, oh, well, but they were in victory formation, so we weren't ready for it. Okay, I get it. I didn't actually see the play. I'm just going on, on kind of what Ryan said and what I know that I heard this week. But... Like, first of all, dude, Atlanta coach, maybe don't get yourself in that position in A, to get fired. Um, and New Orleans coach, like, if you really didn't care, then own it. And if you did care, then take care of the problem with Jameis um, and, and make a public deal out of it. Fine. Yeah, agreed. Second one, um, I saw this online earlier, and it was this is all over tee-up. So I saw them and said, that they're thinking about doing the irrelevant bowl starting next year. <laughs> oh, I did see something about what, that. What does this message Those are the worst two send? teams. Yeah. And what message does that send? It's just another way for ESPN to drum up TV. I mean, they already have what? What did we determine? They probably have 
more than half of the 41 or 42 half, board games are irrelevant. All of them except two or three. But but I'm saying is more than half of those are irrelevant. Oh, Especially going to the 12-team playoff, there's maybe, maybe... There are 43 bowl games. Maybe 10 relevant bowl games beyond the 12-team playoff next year. And that's all it should be anyway. It should be a privilege to earn to get there, not just hand it to you because, oh, by the way, you went 500. Here you go. Go to a bowl game. Go get a get a swatch watch and a and a backpack and you know a free trip to Boise. That's not how it was, it's supposed to work. That's not how it's supposed to work. Yeah. ESPN Newsflash: Why don't you get some real things on TV so you don't have to show these bowl games with eight people in the crowd? They don't care. It's all about the money. All right, that's uh, tee up this week. Let's move to our around the world college football. Wrap it up. We're done. Um, Congrats to Michigan. Give it to them. They were the best team. Um, played really well. Some really good players. I mean, it's going to get vacated eventually, but good for you guys. You guys can do your celly and whatever. I mean, good for you. But. Yeah, you know, like this is what it was, I said at work. Like, I'm not going to say congratulations on the win because I, I'm i sorry. This was built over the last couple of years when you were blatantly cheating because if you're not going – you know, to the CFP the last couple of years, you're going eight and three, maybe, maybe nine and two still if you're not cheating. Max, maybe a ten and one, maybe maybe one of those years you slide in. You're probably not going to the CFP. You're probably not getting the same recruits. You're probably having more guys hit the transfer portal. There's a lot of things at stake, and I get I get it. They're not all guaranteed, but I'm sorry. This championship was in the making during your cheating scandal, so I will not congratulate you. So what I said to Michigan fans at work, who know not to say anything to me, was this. That is a hell of a defense. I can give credit where credit is due there. That is a hell of a defense. It's an NFL defense. I'm telling you, I watched Washington with my own eyes at least probably six, maybe eight halves of football this year. Um, Got to see them a lot. Michigan State obviously played them. I've seen Penix play in person, both Indiana and Washington. That is a good NFL quarterback, and Michigan rendered him pretty helpless. Now, it didn't help Washington that their running back was – he went. I give him credit for going, but he was hurt, and he he wasn't really helping them, to be honest. Um, but Penix missed throws in that game that he didn't miss all season because Michigan got up in his grill. They got pressure on him. A lot of times they got pressured with just four or five guys. They didn't necessarily sell the house. They've got really good defensive backs. Was it Will Johnson, number two? Yeah, Where's the Charles Woodson? I mean, he's a big dude. He did a nice job. I mean, Adunze got his his you know a couple catches or whatever, but the telltale play that Michigan was getting it done up front. There were two of them. Number one was when Penix got Adunze turned around when he was wide open on a fourth down call. It was a blown coverage and a great play call. It was a touchdown and a tie game at that point, I believe, if he catches that or if if he gets it to him because he's wide open. Another time was Washington was driving late. I believe in the first half and Michigan got pressure on so quick that he didn't have time another second even to see a tight end wide open in the seam. That would have been an easy touchdown. Um, throws that Penix mix in his sleep. And again, it's not because Penix had a bad game. Washington's offensive line was a little sus. Number 73, I felt bad for him or he must have had like eight penalties in a row at one point it felt like. But the so that aside... Michigan gets credit for having a great defense. Like, and it's not like a schemey defense. Like they're they're not blitzing. They're just coming at you with dudes. Um, Graham, 55 is a stud, he's a really sophomore. So and that's that's why Michigan won the national championship. Um, I, I do not want to hear another word about how JJ is a top five NFL quarterback. Yeah, I get it. He was the Big Ten quarterback of the year in the Big Ten. We talked about this before. 
Name me any quarterback that was in the same stratosphere, not because he was that great, but because the rest of the Big Ten quarterbacks sucked. Like, there was no good quarterbacks in the Big Ten this year. The best, probably the second best quarterback from Ohio State transferred. Alar was garbage um, comparatively. J.J. Is, is a good quarterback. He's a winning quarterback. Can't take he's that away manager. from him. He's, but he's a game manager. He doesn't make game, game-breaking game throws. Yeah, he can throw against his body on the run Scramble and, del- and deliver a bullet. Yay. Good luck doing that in the NFL. He can't stay in the pocket and step up and deliver you know, a 20-yard in route um, or, a, or a crossing route or a seam route. He, he just he can't. He, he's had good weapons. Michigan had really good running backs. So the credit goes to Michigan's defense that, you know, that I'm not going to refute. I, I think they, you know, Washington had a fighting chance because of their offense, but Michigan showed why they had one of the better defenses all year. Um, and that's about the best that I'm going to give them. Great. You want it? Um, now it's just kind of what's the over-under on how long before it's vacated. Well, as you said that, I just got an alert on my phone that said that the NCAA president, Charlie Baker, said Michigan won their title fair and square. So you're vacating. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I think they won't do anything. Yeah, I think that's I think that's absolute garbage. They won't. They won't. Garbage. It's Michigan. They're scared of them. They won't do it. It's garbage. And Harbaugh will stay there, and they can do whatever they want. So changing the topic, uh, this was um, courtesy of Mitch Apalooza, who sent us lots of fodder for the pod today, which we appreciate. Given our stance on bowls and the portal and the Orange Bowl debacle, should college football implement a transfer portal-only bowl game similar to the Senior Bowl for players to showcase their talent? Is that a bad idea? Better than the irrelevant bowl. Um, better yet, Mitch, would be, as Just I make have the said, is after bowl make the portal in the spring one time a year after the school year is done. Stop promoting like it's okay to leave in the middle of something because that's what I get in the workforce is people who want to leave in the middle of something. It's ridiculous. You spend all this time and effort to train, recruit, whatever, and then they leave in six months or a year um, because they go to their transfer portal. You're, you're sending a bad message. And I, I get it. Not everybody that goes in the workplace was a student athlete in college, but it's the same mindset and I hate it. But if they're going to keep it, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I think that's a, a good thought. I mean, either that or, I, mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just don't go on the transfer portal because I would love to know. We should look it up for a future pod. How many guys are still in the portal that never landed anywhere? Probably, that aren't going back to that aren't going back to their school and didn't land anywhere new. And I would also love to know how many people went in the portal and went down, whether down from power five to non-power five or from from division one at all to division two or division three. Um, I bet you it's a pretty high percentage and nobody wants to tell these people this, uh, which is an ongoing problem. Um, We've been ignoring the, the elephant in the room. The biggest news probably that came out today, college football wise, the greatest head football coach in the history of college football, Nick Saban, has uh, stepped down um, from his role as Alabama's head coach and will retire. Age-wise, not surprising. 72. Surprising that it happened coming off of the way that Alabama was so close but lost uh, against Michigan in the Rose Bowl because, although Saban in his press conference gave a different vibe than he typically does when he loses, but... I always kind of just expected that he'd ride off into the sunset after he won an Addy. Now, maybe he looks at his roster and he looks at the landscape of college football, which he is he is very outspoken against, just like Tom Izzo is. And maybe he's just like, I've had enough. And I really don't think 
Um, with a 12-team playoff, I can I can do that. You know, it's different with a four-team four playoff and being good enough to get into that every year. It's a lot easier to win a national championship than to, to get into the 12 and win. Because, you know, you're going to have to win, what, three four, games, three, four, four games, games to, to win the national title. That's a little different than winning two. Um, so those are probably the reasons why he went. A little surprising from that perspective. But, I mean, look, what stat Ryan gave me, he had more first-round draft picks than losses in his career. His very first head coaching job, I think, was at Toledo, and he went like nine and two or something like that. Yeah. Then he came to Michigan State, and two of his his two worst seasons in college football coaching were like two of his first years as a head coach, and certainly his first years as a head coach at a Power Five program. And they were for a Michigan State team that was decimated by the way that George Perlis left it, and he still went five hundred. He still didn't have a losing season. Uh, I mean, he won what seven national championships at Alabama? Seven. One at LSU. More draft first round draft picks than losses. Even even dabbled in the NFL for a little bit. Didn't have a ton of success, but um, which, by the way, is why I argue no matter what the NCAA says and however much you know what they want to blow of Michigan's that Harbaugh leaves because now he's won his national championship at Michigan. I still maintain it was it's a tainted national championship not too different than their half national championship in 1997 but i think he's so egotistical that he's going to want to go because he can probably get a decent job at a place in the nfl that's not that far from competing for a super bowl and try to give a shot at being one of those few guys that you know has a unicorn if you will that can win the national championship and the super bowl right i don't know has that been done pete carroll probably came oh did pete carroll do it yeah, they won a national title. And he won, won a, a, Super a Super Bowl. So, But there aren't very many of those, right? No. One or two, maybe. Jimmy Johnson. Yep, Jimmy Johnson. Yep, good. That's a good one, too. So, you know, it's still not that many. So I think it's going to be about ego, and I say good riddance. And I still say that the that the president of the NCAA can say what he wants. That investigation is not done. So I don't think anybody's going to let you forget about it. All right, moving on from football, unless you have anything else, college football. College football will take a break for a little while, unless we have some fun stuff come up. All right, spot two is and uh, Big Ten Power Rankings are presented by Norris Sports Group. NSG is a boutique agency of experts with 30-plus years of experience in sports sponsorship and much more. Learn more about them today at norrissportsgroup.com. Chris, look them up down in your neck of the way down in Naples. All right, so first uh, we're going to go, this is, you know, spot two, Big Ten and Hoops Power Rankings, a little chat, a little team review, a little starting five update. I believe I need to make a new pick. We can talk about that in a minute. Um, first, my power rankings, I've got Michigan dead last, number 14. They're horrible. Yeah, they're, they're about to get worse. Uh, Penn State, I have 13, they're but at losing. the moment, oh, they're losing now. They were up 10 on Northwestern. Now they're down three with 10 minutes to go. I have Penn State at 13, although I will say this. I mean, seeing them play at Michigan State and whatever, I think they have some talented guys. I think their coach is good. They're just not quite clicking on all cylinders yet. So I think they could move up. I have Iowa at 12. They're just not very good. they got some dudes that can score, but that's about it. Rutgers at 11 had a nice win over Indiana yesterday. Maryland also not very good, but I have them at 10. I have Michigan State at 9. I had them moving on up until the Northwestern debacle. Uh, Minnesota at eight. Surprise. Minnesota is actually pretty decent. Nebraska yeah, at seven. Nebraska is really good. They beat Purdue last night. They've beaten Michigan State. Yeah. Um, you know, they battled Indiana at Indiana recently. Uh, I got Ohio State at six. Indiana at five. Northwestern at four. Northwestern's kind of a little bit of an up and down team, but 
as we saw from Michigan State, they're pretty well connected. Um, and they can definitely, they can beat teams. Wisconsin at three. Illinois with or without Shannon. Sounds like he may come back at two and Purdue at one. So that's my power rankings. Yeah, mine's pretty similar. I, I'll tell you what, Northwestern pisses me off. You know why? Because they have these annoying players. They're white guys. No, not even. They're like, boo booey. Is he really good? Yeah. I've never seen a guy get away with the forearm push-off that he does when he drives to his right. He does it every time and gets away with it. I've never seen a, a charge called on him. Barnheiser's going I mean, off. They, they're, they're annoying. They're really annoying. I might have to replace Doug, Dougie, Dougie, Doug with Barnheiser. Yeah, you're going to have to probably. Yeah, that's why, Ryan, give us that news from today. Yeah, McDaniel. Talk about another piece of dog poop in the yard, Michigan half-assing the he's, right so thing he's to do. Uh, the rumor was he's academically ineligible, and they came out today saying he's suspended for the next six away games but can play in the home games. Like, what What, what is that? If you're ineligible, you're ineligible. You like, still practice every day, so you don't get to take a roadie on Wednesday night to Maryland. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's stupid. Howard's toast, though. I mean, his – you, his ass is I mean, crying. he gave up coaching against Penn State. Because, you know, they wanted, he wanted... He could say because he wanted Martelli to coach at, but that's bullshit. If you're the head coach, you think Izzo would say to Wojcik, oh, hey, we're coaching against your son at North Carolina. You can take the reins. No. That's the most asinine thing I've ever heard in my entire life. He's a joke. Their program is an absolute joke. He is a joke. Um, I think Wisconsin's number two, honestly. They're they're this is the best Wisconsin team I've seen in a while. They can score the ball they this year. They score, they defend, they have mm. size, they have shooters. They're really fun. They're to always watch. well coached too. I mean the swing offense is they're very fun tough to, watch. to tough. They, tough that, after last year they had a NIT season. It wasn't a very good one. They've they've been good. Um Nebraska Purdue last night, that's caught the the end of it. Um Nebraska's for real, man. They can they're fun to watch. Um, I, I, I'm still concerned about Purdue. Yeah, are they really good? Absolutely. Edie's, Edie, um, Lawyer's gotten a lot better. Smith has gotten a lot better. Lance Jones is really good. Um, Coffin, Ren's a nice player, but good Lord. I mean, By the way, Wisconsin's the only undefeated team in the Big Ten. Three now. It's crazy. Minnesota's um, in second. Purdue's three and two. Yeah, Minnesota's three and one. Illinois is two and one. About to be three and one because they play Michigan State. It's almost week. it's almost impossible to win. On if the Northwestern road. wins tonight, they're going to be three and one. And they're up three with seven forty to go. Purdue, Nebraska, Indiana, three and two. Ohio State, Penn State. Penn State's two and two. Really, that's kind of surprising. Iowa, Michigan State, Maryland, Rutgers, and Michigan all one and three. And Michigan is the only team with a losing record. And the, and the only other team that's close to a even a five hundred record is Penn State at eight and seven. Yeah, not very good. The, I think the Big Ten sucks. To be honest with you, I think it's a bunch of middling garbage. Um, not good. I don't think it'll have a good March showing for the umpteenth time. No, exactly. Um, the streak will continue. Um, you have anything else, college basketball? Yeah, Dave just sent that to our group chat about the you know Michigan the Prez. Michigan says the title was earned fair and square. No, it wasn't. I'm trying to think of anything else, college basketball wise. I mean, crazy weekend. Crazy, crazy last night. One and two went down. His organization's unusual decision to share information about cheating allegations during the season should help to eliminate doubts about the legitimacy of the Wolverines' run. Yay! Yeah, Unbelievable. Anyways, boom. I mean, it is, but I don't know why. I've told you all along that I think nothing's going to happen. It's Michigan. They're scared of them. There's nothing. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing. Typical. Do you have anything else, college basketball? Um, no. I mean, it's just it's 
going to be a while. I'm hoping Michigan State gets in March. We'll talk about Michigan State a little bit more in a minute, but it's it's going to be a wild March because there is no there is no team that you look at and go they're beat them. Like everybody's beatable. Yeah, everybody is beatable. It, you, if you think last year's Final Four was crazy, this year could be equally as crazy, and it, and it, it may even have like six, seven, eight seeds that are you know Power Five programs yeah. because it's just. The depth of college basketball is crazy. I, I like it, to be honest. I don't like how Michigan State is playing, but I, I love how um, I love how that's going for, for college basketball this year. All right, All right spot number three, golf really hodgepodge, male. Golf. Oh, how are our players doing, though, in spot two? Um, I'm winning. That's all I know. I got to trade. I got to let you know who I'm trading out because I yeah. have McDaniel yep. on my team and I'm trading him out, so I'll do that for the next podcast. I'll give it to you before that because you have to add up the yeah. spot. All right, so spot three, hodgepodge, mailbag, golf. We'll go, go golf, golf first. Century uh, last week. I didn't watch a ton of it. Um, Love that tournament. Such a fun course to see on TV. That Gave back a ton to you know the people of Lahaina. Such an important tournament for their Lahaina. Those who don't know the area very well is just down the road. Obviously, that's where the Maui Invitational usually is. Um, Kapalua, just an amazing golf course. Got got to play it once at a diamond club when I was at Amway and it's just, it's, I mean, the views are unbelievable. You yeah. do, you just don't get better views. I mean, yeah, Pebble's great. And what there's, there's not, there's like 430 feet of elevation change on that course in 18 holes. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Cool. It's, it's beautiful. Cool. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, Chris Kirk, his second win in less than a year after going like six years without winning good for him. Uh, it was a birdie fest as always. Um, but that's okay. I like. It's I don't, more fun. It's courses like that or TPC Scottsdale. I don't mind the birdie fest because it's just kind of like a, I want to see guys make that right, miraculous like, shot. Versus, I love the U.S. Open where I want guys to struggle to get over, you know, to get a birdie. Right. Um, there's a place for both in golf, and that's just a fun. It's a fun course because it's very risk reward. You know, you have a 600 and some yard par five way downhill in the last hole that most guys can get into. Right. It's a fun tournament to watch. Sure is. Uh, Spieth had a nice showing. Yeah, Spieth did play well. Uh, Scotty still had some putting issues. Who do, I picked? What Morikawa and Shoffley? Yeah, your guys combined fifteenth. My guys combined seventeenth. So good showing. Good showing. Yeah, we moved to the Sony Open in uh, stay in Hawaii. Last one, Hawaii Waialai Country Club in Honolulu. Um, been a fun tournament the last few years to watch. That course is actually very hilly as well. Um, for being right there and. In Hawaii, um, it looks more flat. On the ocean, yeah. Yeah, it's very pretty. You're um, going to go with Kisner coming out of the booth? No. Which I thought he, he was great. Pretty, I thought he did a good I, job. I loved him. Yeah. I think he did a fantastic job. Uh, no, I'm going to go with Russell Henley. I think I picked him a couple years ago. He almost won. He lost in a playoff to Hideki. Um, and then my other one is uh, Benan. Benan, yeah. He played really he's, well last he's week. Good. He's a nice player. You know, I'm going to go. I thought he he played pretty well for a, a, a point. I think he was up towards the top. I'm going to go with Brendan Todd. Mm. And then I'm going to go. I'm just shuffling through the, the tee times here. Um, Some big names in it. I'm going to go. Man. Yeah, there's some. I mean, there's some old dudes in here, too. Uh, I'm going to go with, you know what? No, I'm going to go with a guy who I said was going to have a breakout year. I'm going to go with Ludwig. Eberg is my second guy. He's stud. I almost went with Seamus. 
Stud. All right. Here's a response. Stud. Here's a response from some of my buddies in the thing about the NCAA. Good thing they didn't cheat for the final month of the season. That makes everything okay, you know. Yeah, it does. Exactly. You have uh, the questions. Oh, yeah. Us. We got lots of stuff going on. Um, we have a veritable smorgasbord of questions from Mitchapalooza this week. Man did his New Year's podcast homework. Uh, maybe it was your resolution, Mitch. I don't know, but keep them coming. Uh, first, a good one before we get to Mitch uh, from day one and world's best wingman, uh, Chris. Four new schools coming into the Big Ten, Washington, Oregon, USC, UCLA, of course. How will they perform the next five years in football and hoops? How many conference championships? How many playoffs? I think USC is always close to being in the playoff hunt. I think Oregon is going to stick there. Washington will be interesting. They're going to lose a fair amount of guys. Can they sustain it? I I will go on a limb and say this right now. I think in the next five years, maybe Oregon wins a Big Ten championship in football, but I don't think any of the other ones do in the next five years. No, I, I think Washington will be – yeah, Oregon's the one. I, I, USC, I don't, I don't like. I don't think that. I don't think Lincoln Riley's great. Um, UCLA, I think they're average. They're With twelve teams being in the playoff, I can see one of those four teams making the playoff three of the next five years. Oregon, the, the one likely I, Oregon and maybe Washington. Maybe or Washington. I don't think UCLA. I, I just don't. They didn't fire Chip Kelly, did they? No, they I just, I just don't see UCLA. Thank God, because I don't um, think we'd have. John Nathan. And in basketball, none of them scare me. UCLA, I mean, maybe, but UCLA, they're terrible. They're I mean, terrible now. Cronin's a good coach, but yeah, they, they kind of crashed. They're five down. and nine um, this season. USC, you know, they got Dunk City, old coach, but he's not really done anything. I mean, LeBron's kids there, but I, I don't see them contending in basketball at all. I don't think I don't think any of those four bring anything to basketball. Oregon's had, you know, blips here and there where they're decent. Same with USC. Obviously, UCLA is historically great, but um, maybe UCLA. Of course, getting in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, teams like, get old, in the tournament. like Oregon's like, are getting a little better. But um, I don't think any of them sniff a championship in basketball. No yeah, way. I don't. I don't think so. All right, now from Mitch. Uh, though a few we will save for the next couple spots too. So Mitch gave us a ton, and we got to sprinkle them into our other sections too. So. Number one for Mitch, Nike and Tiger parting ways. Has there been a more notable split up of a player team or league parting from a brand? Um, I mean, that's, yeah, that's really big. I mean, the only ones I, one I can think of is when Jordan retired, air quotations, for the first time in the Bulls. I right. mean, that was pretty big, but, yeah, I mean, Tiger and Nike is what you think of when you think of golf. I mean, they got, they got out of tennis recently, too, and I don't remember if it was Federer or one of the other. But yeah, like Jason Day is no longer with Nike. Yeah. Rory, I think, still is. Um, there's not many left, though. Scott but that was a huge run, and, I mean, Nike made him a lot of money. And here's the thing is, Nike, I, I saw a really good podcast from a guy who used to be a brand manager, or in a podcast, a TikTok from a guy that used to be a brand manager at Nike. And in his opinion, you know, based on having worked there for 10 years, was, number one, Nike's getting absolutely shit on in the running business. And Nike was formed as a running shoe company. Right. Um, Hoka, all these other brands are just absolutely crushing them. 
And the best way to kind of get back is to circle the wagon. So that's one, because they're really getting out of golf. I mean, you don't, you see some. I mean, they don't make clubs or balls. They don't make clubs or, or balls. Anymore. I mean, you're going to maybe have polos and stuff. Maybe, Shoes. I don't know, pullovers. Maybe you'll still have that. Shoes, I think they, maybe they stay in them. I hope, because actually my Nike golf shoes are the best golf shoes I've ever had. Um, but I, you know, it was just interesting because I think, you know, Nike stuck with Tiger when he had the thing with all Eli, through all and, of his, you know, ups, all and of his ups and downs. Um, but they're not really a good point that he made is, is Nike doesn't really gain that much on Tiger anymore because he's not breaking barriers like he was. He's not crushing the world of golf like he was. He's not doing things that nobody ever dreamt possible like he was. Um, I think the only thing that it backfires on them would be if Tiger somehow were able to pull off what? What did he need? Three more majors, four more majors to tie Nicholas? But that's not going to happen. A few so, more, yeah. So that's that's not going to happen. So, um, you know, it, I think it's a big, big deal, honestly, just because of the longevity and how often you've seen that red shirt with the swoosh. But, hey, brand decisions and spokespeople and stuff happen all the time. Um you know, I think there there have been some some big splits certainly over the years, but um, more. I'll tell you one, Mitch. Rather than a more notable split up, how about a no, more notable swing and miss? Magic Johnson was being courted by um, Nike when he was a rookie, well before they were doing anything, and then they hitched their wagon a couple years later to MJ. And he didn't trust it because what they wanted, they didn't want to give him as much cash. They wanted to give him stock options. And he opted to go with Converse. That's crazy. Which was the big shoe at the time. And had he taken those stock options, he'd be something like a multi-billionaire because of it. So I'll give you a bigger bigger miss than a split up. Yeah, holy cow. Um, next question. Where do you think Gimme's best fit in the NFL is? Hell, I, I don't I don't. I mean, I think the Raiders, honestly, would be a good fit for him. Mark Davis is a weirdo. He's a weirdo. I can see that Brady's a minority I th- owner. I think the best fit for him is the Chargers, only because I can he see needs a good quarterback, and obviously Herbert's a good quarterback. So see that. Um, but San Diego's got their own problems. My, my so. top three for just them. get out of Michigan. I'm tired of my looking. Top at you. I'm tired three of you. for him for Jim would be. But you're right with the Raiders. Would be Raiders, Chargers, then Ra- the Commanders. I, they're very interesting. Or of them. course, if the Bears fired their coach, but I don't think they're. Nope, they're not. They said they're not. They yeah. fired their OC today. Uh, maybe the Patriots. If I don't know, I don't know if they'd want them, but. But they don't have much to work with, so he's only going to go somewhere where he's not too far off from getting a chance at a Super Bowl, guaranteed. Right. Um, here's one more than a question. Shout out Grambling Women's Basketball for having a 141-point victory over the College of Biblical Studies, 159-18. to Why are you scheduling that school? Why does that school have a basketball team based on the, what the school is? I mean, no wonder they only scored 18 points. they got other things that they need to be doing that are way more important than playing basketball. But, like, okay. Um... Here's another one from Mitch. I feel like I'm the only person that is high on Hendon Hooker. He would have been an early first-round pick if he didn't blow out his knee, and I think he's absolutely in consideration to be the future of the Lions. Are we buying that? Um, I, I, I just wonder what his health is after blowing his knee. He's already 26. That's my biggest concern with him, and who knows. It, it, it takes those guys a couple years. If, so if you figure it takes them a couple years yeah. to build. And he he's hasn't already played down since – South Carolina last year is not going to play it down this year unless lines are going to be blown out in the playoffs. I mean, he'll obviously play in the preseason next year. The injury history concerns me. Um, I think he could be really good. I don't know if he's a – the system that 
Tennessee played was very quarterback friendly, and that's not a system you'd see in the NFL. It's more of like a run and shoot, like weird vertical pass game. I think it depends on if the right OC is in. Like with Ben Johnson likely gone as a head coach, it's got to be the right head, you know, the right guy. Golf's not that old, so you don't necessarily need to rush him out the door yet. Um, I don't know. I, I, I. Here's my take, Mitch. I look at him like Bridgewater, a good college, really good co- college quarterback, super injury prone. Probably will never amount to much more than a backup. But hey, for him, he can make a really good living as a backup. Look at Brian Hoyer. Look at Drew Stanton. You know, Michigan State guys that have made a living as backups. Hoyer's still playing, and he's been in the NFL forever. He's old as hell. I mean, you were like, what, seven the first time we saw him in a bowl game? Yep. Yeah. Crazy. 2007. All right. That's it for meal, bag, hodgepodge, and golf. So now a word from our presenting sponsor. Team Anders Realty will help you find the home that fits your wants and needs, and they make the process simple and fun along the way. The Anders have served thousands of clients for 30-plus years in the West Michigan area and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. Spartans. All right, spot four, the state of Michigan State football and basketball. I'm going to throw a couple of things at you uh, with Michigan State's just horrific road loss at Northwestern. Not because Northwestern's a bad team per se. They're beating Penn State by four. Um, It was a horrible showing, and it is embarrassingly the first time since 1959 to 62 that Michigan State has lost three games in a row to Northwestern. That's terrible. That's historic. We've lost four or five. Um, Another thing that I had coming out of that game, and I want to ask your opinion, Ryan. We didn't watch the game. Did we watch the game together? No, we didn't watch the game together. I've said kind of all along, the longer that it took to get Kohler back, the more you just say screw it and you redshirt him. Like give, give him that benefit. Let him heal 100%. Don't make him waste a year for what's going to amount to maybe eight, nine, ten good games if we're lucky. He played a minute against Northwestern. He got up one shot. He had a really ugly-looking mohawk, whatever, redneck haircut. I yeah, beat think for a defensive rebound, wasting or offensive rebound. And in basketball, you don't get like a multitude of games. We've talked about that on the podcast. I think it's ridiculous. It's probably because of the NBA one and done rule or whatever, but. I think that's Izzo and staff grasping for straws, and I don't like it. In particular, because in that game, Mahdi and Cooper weren't the problem. No, they, they played were playing. Fine. They played hard, and they probably played harder than anybody else. And I don't know what their plus minus was, but I think that was a huge mistake. I think it was a disservice to Kohler. In a day and age where, as a coach, you want the players to give to you, you should give to your players. And I think you just say, you know what, guys? We're going to suck it up and we're going to play without Jackson and we're going to let him get 100% and we're going to let him have three full seasons because he's not a guy that's going to leave for the NBA. No. But you just you blew his red shirt for what? For what? You're not going to gain defense. You're not going to gain offense right away. You're not going to gain a guy that can go more than two, two and a half minute stints at, at a time and probably is not more than a 10 minute a game guy for the next 10 games anyway. So why do it? Like that almost made me as mad as as, as how Sideshow Bob played and how well, he's a how he played. He loves how he's playing. Well, not in that game or Hall. 
Is there a bigger oh, ghost Lord. in college basketball than Hall? 42 what? points in two games, then he has a zero burger. Zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero everything. Two turnovers. Against Northwestern. But that's that's the story of his career, right? I mean, how many times have we said, can we get consistency out of this guy? I remember. Oh, yeah, Robbie Hummel says it. Everybody 20, says 21, it. 2022, he he'd have a few. He, I remember he had a game at Maryland where he carried us to a victory. Um, he scored like our last did it against Seton Hall. Remember that? Yeah, that like game? he's had yeah. some games where you're like, holy crap! Like this guy, like he's really good. And then he has these games where you're like, is he even there? He's on a milk carton. Yeah, it's just awful. And the thing is, is when his games are bad, they're bad from soup to nuts. He's not still showing up and locking somebody down mm-hmm. on defense. He was getting he thrashed and scored on, and he does nothing. He's one of those guys that if he's scoring, he's got it going. And if he's not scoring, forget well, about it. That's the it. problem. I, I think Michigan State, in from here on out, to get him, they got to go to him early, get him some post touches, get him some mid, you know, top of the you know free throw line, get him a, a clear out for a one-on-one for a drive, let him make a play. The thing is, is he takes bad shots when he drives. I just – Let's let's blow through guys guy by guy. You tell me what you think their grade is. I'll tell you if I agree for the season. Yeah, like lately since last couple. Uh, I'll give Hogard a B. I I think he's been okay. I think he's better than you. He does make dumb mistakes, but I think that he's playing a little better. He's He's playing better in the five game wins. He's not turning the ball over. His defense still sucks. I'll give his offense a B B plus. He's finishing a little bit better at the basket. I still think he makes dumb decision sometimes he does and so i think he he's i think he is a waste of a defender for somebody with his size and ability yeah well he's got 500 assists in his career so he's got that for him yeah but he needs to play defense walker's an a minus i mean he's been good but he walker gets you he gets you what you expect really he can good. get you 20 points a game he can make the tough shots he can make them when he's, he's a bad hammered sometimes yeah he and he showed up he got a stupid technical against northwestern like you just can't do that in a game you're losing and you're scratching and clawing your way back but you can at least count on him to score. I think he's had the ball in his hands a little bit more lately, and he's he's delivered some assists. I would give him an A. I think he's been I think he's been really good. Um, Aikens, did you say he was like minus thirty four against Northwestern? Is that true? I don't know. I I hope not for his sake. Oh my but gosh! I I feel like he's, he's playing a little better. He's playing better. He's shooting a little bit better. He's attacking the basket. I think he still needs to defend better and rebound better. Um, yeah, I give him, de- his give defense him, is kind of gone by the wayside. A he's bit. kind of the same thing. Like if his offense is, you know, like I'd give it's him a B lately. Um, Hall, I would give like it depends. If before Northwestern, I would give a. him an A. Northwestern and give him an F. So you know, if we're gonna look at it like the last week or couple weeks, he's a B minus for me because he can't do it consistently. I need to. He needs to do it as a fifth year senior every game. Like Hauser did. Hauser found a way, finally, after all the bitching I did, to contribute in a meaningful way in every game last year. He did. He was he was really good. Um, yeah, Holloman. I'll give Holloman a B plus. He's been good. Yeah. He's, the last couple games, he's not he scored as much. As well, but. but I think it, it hurts him a little bit. He's got more on his shoulders with yeah. He's got to handle the ball. With fears out. He's, he was playing a little better off the ball, honestly. Yeah, he was he was shooting it better when he was off the ball. Now he's got to play a little bit more point guard. So I think that's just a little bit more stressful for him. I, th- I think he's a good defender. I, I like how he attacks the basket. Yeah, he's, he's been he's been solid. He's been getting at it that way. 
Um, let's see, what do we go? Let's, let's go, go car. Car, eh, even a B. I mean, I'll give him a B for a freshman. I mean, I don't I know think that. rebound better. I still don't think Izzo gives those guys enough con- continuous run. Like, they make a mistake or two, and he, he's quick with the hook, and they sit for a while. And I get it, but at the same time, like, okay, so you're getting your ass kicked. Not, they didn't. They were plus one on the glass against Northwestern. But, like, if you look at the defensive glass, Michigan State is among the worst in the Big Ten. Really bad. Like, that's a guy that can go and get the ball. Like, even without boxing out because he's such a freak of an athlete. Is he a great polished outside shooter yet? No. Is he a great scorer yet? No. He's a dunker, and he, but he's an energy guy. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more of him. I'd give him a B. I'd give Booker an incomplete, honestly. I mean, yeah. I can see why – Izzo doesn't play him that much, but at the same time, it's kind of like, what do you have to lose? Right. I mean, I guess you have something to lose because he's a horrible defender. He's a pretty good offensive player, but I, I really think he's got to develop down the last two, two couple months of the season for Michigan State to have any chance in March. So I'll give him an incomplete, but I think Izzo needs to cut him a little bit more slack, to be honest. They need to give him easier things to do or easier assignments or something, I, you know. Dumb it down when Spoon he's in the game. Feed him a little bit. You know, give him a chance to have some success. Seems like his attitude's good and he's holding it together. Yeah, he, he's he's the not games, a bad attitude. In the games that he's not playing, which is fine. Match. Obviously, we miss Spears, uh, clearly, yes. in these last couple games where we could use somebody. I I'm, I'm really fear we're going to miss him against Illinois as well. Yeah, he would be really helpful with how good their guards are. Um, Cooper, uh, you know, has his moments. He's, he's what he is, but I'd give him a B and I'd give Mahdi a B. B. Mahdi in the Indiana State game, had elbows for hands for a stretch, and then he got after it, and he's actually been pretty good since then. Yeah, he's, he's our best free throw shooter. He's not a post threat, but he you know, he can defend a little bit. He actually defends the ball screens really well. Um, he's been all right. You know, and Cooper's getting better at that as well. Cooper's a little bit more apt to run the floor and score. He can catch the ball a little bit better. But Yeah, he's been solid. All in all, I mean, you know, Michigan State heading into the Northwestern game was playing at an A clip, and Northwestern was just a flat-out fail. I – I completely agree with Izzo, who who had a mini Izzo tirade at the podium after that game, um, that people need to stop falling in love with analytics and look at what's on the floor. And I'm going to read a quote from him. Somebody asked him questions, what, what's the problem? Why did you lose this game? And, of course, he said bad coaching because good coaches say that. Um, he said, I do a bad job coaching because, remember now, you're not allowed to blame a player. So that's him being tongue-in-cheek saying – Malik Hall played like shit. AJ did stupid things. This, that, and the other thing. But he's taking it on as a coach, first of all, because the media would blast him. So he's being sarcastic but smart. So he calls, so he says, so it's bad coaching. And I'm not being sarcastic. Yes, he was. My guys didn't play. You know, might get the football pads out again for rebounding. As I say all the time, I'll probably get sued for that. So there's a lot of tongue-in-cheek, a lot of innuendo, a lot of sarcasm there, basically calling his guys out without calling his guys out because he didn't feel like dealing with the baby sissy questions from the media afterwards. There's not enough guys like Izzo that want to hold guys accountable. The broader context of that was basically like, I don't care about analytics. I care about guys that will grab you by the shirt and want you to win. He's talking about the Mateen types. Like, he does not have that on this team. He hasn't for He doesn't have a leader. The, the last good leader he really kind of had honestly and you you might disagree with me i think it was xavier yeah i completely i was gonna say that. xavier was a guy because cassius it wasn't really in his he wasn't a vocal cassius guy. was a takeover guy on the court but xavier had people's respect and attention and there's nobody on this team that has it because tyson pouts or gets into fights aj just clowns 
You know, Holloman maybe could be there, but he's only a sophomore. Fears is hurt, and he's only a freshman. You know, Carr is a pretty quiet, unassuming guy. Hall's way too much of an enigma. It ain't going to be Sissoko or Cooper or, Co- or Kohler. Um, it, Tom, look yourself. I will say for this part, look yourself in the mirror and go recruit somebody who's a leader. And you kind of did that in Fears, and you're saying that you did that in Fears. But then, and unfortunately, what happened with him happened with him. Nobody could foresee that. But even then, you weren't letting him be the leader. And I think you can't care anymore if it's a freshman or whatever. Like, there are a lack of leaders in sports. Let a guy who can be a leader be a leader. Yeah, I agree. All right, what about football? This is a football. You talked about Coach D, Hall of Fame. If you could look at my arm right now at the trajectory I'm pointing at, it's – it's going up. Stock is going up. Yeah. Um, Getting some good football. transfers. I, I would buy it now mm-hmm. um, if I were. If this were round out the coaching staff with some good. You got a like an o, uh, offensive game playing guy, right? Analyst from what Northern Arizona, Northern Arizona or something. Good young 35 guy. Thirty five under thirty five for um, for uh, AFCA, which is awesome. Um, yeah. Um, good new running backs slash co-special teams coach. Got the old Indiana defensive coordinator as a defensive coach slash co-special teams yep. coach. Love that. Um, some good transfers coming in, guys that were really good at their level and their teams that really complement. Yeah. Got a couple more. Got some more back, couple which is fantastic. A couple more Oregon State guys that are still potentially out there. One, one's gone. The one, the DN is just committed to Florida State. But Michigan State yesterday got a guy from Georgia Tech that was a really nice defensive tackle, provides depth. Um, and then they brought in the, this Tony Grimes guy from A&M. Was a five-star. Yeah, he was a five-star. Um, so that's cool. Um, good depth. Then Tanner Miller, all big or big Pac-12 um, off interior offensive lineman. That's huge for Michigan State. We need that. Got a backup quarterback for next year, a guy from North Dakota that's from mm-hmm. Macomb, Michigan. So that's good. Um, yeah, doing, doing a good job. Um, and then today got a linebacker from Old Dominion that was 11th in the NCAA in tackles. Um, doing well. Um, Michigan State football is on a great trajectory. Probably get a couple more guys around out the roster. Um, it could be fun to watch next year. Um, I would love that. I would love nothing more. I think they they. I think they can make a bowl game next year. Six yep. and six, seven and five. I think so. Um, Louisiana has ducked us. Yeah, which is ridiculous. This close to the season now, Michigan State. I mean, Kevin Paga will go out there and find somebody that's got an open date and whatever. But like. I mean, a domino is going to fall because of that, and you ducked Michigan State so you could play a easier to play White Wake Forest. Like I'm not really sure where that comes from, but now Michigan State's scrambling to get another home game on the schedule, which is kind of a pain in the ass. Hopefully, they'll play an um, FCS team, so it's a win. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's probably what they'll do. I mean, like Chris said, let's just take the Michigan tack and play yeah, Ann Arbor. exactly. Play Ann Arbor Pioneer. Doesn't matter. Just play Lansing it's not Eastern basketball. You know, play the Lansing School of Death. You know, like yeah, let's play Oakland High School. Ridiculous. Might as well. You gave Coach D the Hall of Fame nod, which I think was great. I that in my notes. Um, one more, Mitchapalooza, back to basketball. Would you trade Michigan State's current backcourt, Hogard and Walker, for Ohio State's Thornton and Gale? Yeah, you know why? Because they're both tough. Right, they're tough. And I they're think winners. Walker is. I think Hogard is faux tough. I think Thor- Thornton is a. He's a dog, and Gale has gotten a lot better. I, I watched him play really well with my two eyes at the Big Ten tournament, and I was like, man, that guy's going to be a really good player, and he's he stepped up. He's yeah. That freshman class for them has become really, really good. Um, yep, I would agree with that. I mean, it, Tyson is going to be – if Michigan State keeps winning, makes a tournament, he could be a you know third or second team All-American. He's had a great season, um, but good Lord. I mean, those guys are really good, and they're winning um, – 
Michigan State's not winning as much right now. Spot five? Um, well, no, there was still parts of that question. Oh. What is our realistic win number now that we're in January for MSU hoops? He says 19 if we get playing well. Yeah, I think 19. That's my goal. I mean, I yeah, think 12 losses or less in the regular season is... One and three. So we have 16 games left in the Big Ten. Yeah. That means we need to go nine and seven down the stretch, right? No, ten and nine and six. Ten, ten and six. Down ten the and six unless sixteen. I guess that's not too undoable, but I don't know, Mitch. The way Michigan State played against Northwestern and the way the Big Ten's playing on the road, although Northwestern got their first win at Penn State versus uh, or versus Penn State since twenty twenty on the road. Rutgers creamed Indiana at home last night. Nebraska creamed Purdue at home last yeah, night. Like winning, win winning on the road this year is all of a sudden really hard again. Um, yeah, I think 19. I can buy 19. Maybe they can stretch it to 20 if they get another little run like they had. They just, they're just they just so inconsistent until they figure out how to be consistent. I, I can't commit to anything. I, I can say this. They still could be good enough to be a four seed in the tournament, or they could still miss the tournament. That's how much yeah, of an I, I think there's a very wide variety of options here with what could happen right um it's crazy all right now spot five um nfl fun one nfl yeah the uh, pl- playoffs yeah we got talk about the playoffs all right so i'm gonna start with this one because <laughs> it's on everybody's mind it, it, lines one whatever 12 and five mitch, dan campbell is an idiot changed my mind that's from mitch mm-hmm. ryan you go first or do you not want to or would you agree with mitch um, I was more in that wheelhouse on Sunday, and then I, th- I thought about it a little more, and I came down on what I probably said on Sunday. I mean, I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I thought about it. I mean, that is his nature, Dan Campbell. Dan Gamble, um, playing the starters. This is how we're going to do it. We, this is the way we do it. We're not going to rest starters. We haven't earned that yet. Um, I mean, I, I get that. That's his, his mindset. That's the tone he's trying to set for, for his, this organization, mm-hmm. um, that there's no weeks off. Um, I, I completely get that. That I mean, injuries happen, obviously, just random. I mean, freaking J-Mo sprained his ankle or whatever. You know that he did that in a celebration. celebration. Yeah. He did that in a celebration. That happens Dallas. a lot. Like, stuff like that happens. Like, I, I get it. Um, but the what I would have liked to see – in that game would have been, I know what happened in the first half, Laporta, um, very unfortunate. He avoided the worst. He's probably doubtful for Sunday, but good thing he didn't tear his MCL, ACL, something like that, because it looked really bad. Um, but I, I would have liked to see the starters play for half, because that game was pretty meaningless. I mean, you needed Dallas and Philly. It was Philly obviously lost. They're, they're playing terrible, but Dallas was playing the commanders, and they basically mailed it in because they knew their coach was going to get fired this that and the other thing um and there's not a high chance of dallas wanted that two seed as well um the if you had beaten dallas in the nfl and screwed you it would have been i, I could have totally seen you playing all those people to make sure you don't lose but i would have liked to see him pull them and, and let some guys like hinton hooker get some run um some younger guys that would have been nice because that doesn't happen in the nfl i mean golf is the only one that's attempted a pass other than jalen reeves maven um for the Lions, so um, not much backup duty. Um. Yeah, and here's my take. And it's pretty simple, and maybe it sounds harsh, but you can't both love Dan Campbell and then hate what he does right. at the same time. Right. 
you can say that he's, you know, it's that it's ego, that he's an idiot, whatever, but you can't have a Woody for the fact that he'll go for it on his own 30 or fake a punt from his own 30 or go for two to win a game three times um, after getting a bad call from the refs. Like you, you just can't do that and then be mad a week later or weeks later that he played guys that might get hurt. I'm not picking on you, Mitch, but newsflash, guys get hurt in football. Guys get hurt celebrating. Like an injury is, is any time could happen. Laporta could have gone down in the first play of the game against the Rams. You wouldn't be mad because it was the playoff game, but you're mad because it's not. Like I, I just I think you can't. Those are too retrospective, and those are too look back and shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like oh, we wouldn't have gotten that injury. Well, you know what? Like if you wouldn't have done this, you wouldn't have like like if Michigan wouldn't have cheated for the last two years, they wouldn't have won the national championship, but you can't do that. Right. They did. And the NCAA is saying, yeah, it's okay. So my point being is that you either love Dan Campbell unconditionally for every wart and everything you love about him, or you don't, I don't think you can be in between and be wishy-washy. I don't think you can say, I like these parts of him and I don't like these parts of him. I I just, that's how I am. Like if I'm going to like somebody, I like them all the way like, I don't like A.J. Hogarth because I think he plays dog shit defense and he's too much of a, of a train wreck on offense. I've been consistent about that. I was consistently dogging Hauser in basketball. So, like, I love what Dan Campbell does. I think his players love what he does. Does it put the Lions in a position sometimes where something might go wrong? Sure. No risk, no reward. That's how I look at it. I lo- this is the thing that I love that he said. The reason he kept his starters in there, and Pam Oliver was talking about it as guys were kind of getting dinged up during the game, is because we need to clean some things up going into the playoffs. You can't clean some things up like that. We're also not great against Dallas, and for a little while there in a stretch around Thanksgiving weren't good at all. You can't clean that up by sitting guys and then do it in practice. It's game flow. you got to do that in a game. I think now if you want to go, I would love somebody, maybe Mitch, you've got the time to do it. Maybe Ryan, you've got the time to do it. Somebody, maybe I will find the time to do it, maybe. Um, What's the difference between teams who sit their starters and how far they go versus teams who don't and how far they go? I I really, like, will the Ravens really benefit from sitting all those guys and then having a bye so they're not going to play and they're only going to practice for two weeks? Yeah, will you get a little bit healthier? Yeah, probably. But you're not fully resting anyway because you're practicing. Yeah, maybe you're not getting hit with the pads. I get it. So, okay. But, and maybe number one seeds aren't the best to pick on. But look at the middle seeds, the two, three, four, five seeds. I mean, the Rams and, did. And, and tell me that a team can do better by sitting guys than not sitting guys. I just, that's my take. Um, it doesn't mean you have to agree with me, but I, I don't think he's an idiot. I think that's who Dan Campbell is. And I personally love who he is as a coach. It's the reason I got invested in the Lions so much so that I got my first ever piece of Lions gear in my life, 50 years uh, for Christmas. So um, I don't think he's, I, I think he did the right thing. Is it unfortunate that, you know, that knee injury happened, you know, the, the hyperextension? Yep. Is it unfortunate that Raymond had what looked like a hyperextension? Yep. Is it unfortunate that guys got dinged up? Yep. It's also football. It's not touch football. It's not pickleball. It's not patty cakes. That stuff happens. I personally had no problem with it. And here's the thing. I don't care if it was a million-to-one shot, Doc, for Dallas to lose to Washington. The Lions had a chance to get the number two seed. And for any fans out there who say, oh, the number two seed doesn't matter, it does matter. 
it means playing in Detroit potentially for two weeks in a row with that raucous crowd. And I'm telling you, the difference that the Lions crowd makes is measurable. It's it's measurable. Um, that doesn't you can't say that for every home crowd. You can say that for the Lions, especially with their thirst and their hunger for making the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Yeah. So that's my point. Yeah. All right. Do you um, want to do playoff picks and yeah, we can let's talk preview. Uh, well, let's talk about the epic collapse of the Jaguars. Holy oh my gosh! If I was a Jaguars yeah. fan, they six their last myself. seven. Yeah. yeah, missed the playoffs. That you had a lot sucks. of a lot of firings so far. Hope yeah. your firings going really yeah. well. Pete Carroll today. Yeah, Pete I Carroll. Didn't see that Vrabel, I mean, there's been a lot of big names gone. Cause just said, "What about Vrabel to Ohio State?" Oh Lord, they've always said that won't yeah, happen. He's, not, happen. he's, he's a, a pro, pro guy. Yeah. He's a pro guy. Exactly. Um, man, what else? Uh, yeah, we can do playoff picks. Um, playoffs? Fun, fun slate. I'm excited. Super wild card weekend. All right, we start off Saturday afternoon. The Browns travel to Houston. The Browns played some awesome football with really Joe good Flacco. defense. Um, their defense is fantastic. Texans kind of snuck in, um, tried yeah, to give Colts, it away. Colts have dropped pass on a wide open play, and who knows if they would have scored to to win. But right. they 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 just needed a touchdown, an extra point, and they were on the thirteen yard line. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a fun. I think it's gonna be interesting. They played earlier this season, I think, and the Texans won. I want no, say. the Browns won, but the Texans didn't have Stroud and a couple of other guys. Okay, so I think Stroud's good. I think obviously Flacco's got a ton of experience. I'm going with the Texans. I th- I'm riding the wave. I like them. I'm going with the Browns. I think the Browns' defense is is really really good. Um, I don't think I think Flacco's gonna come to earth a little bit, but I I like the Browns. Dolphins, Chiefs. Supposed to be freezing cold in Kansas City. It's on the Saturday, cock. right? Saturday night. Oh, all the Taylor Swift fans are going to have to invest in the Peacock app. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, because they love football. As much as I would rather have the Dolphins win, I think the injury bug has bit them late. Um, and I don't know. You're a southern, sunny, warm weather team. And not that they don't play at Buffalo and New York and New England and crappy weather, but, you know, we're talking like single digit temps. Probably snow and wind and whatever. The Chiefs have been off all year, starting with the week one loss to the Lions. I would love to say the Dolphins could win. Their coach is a weirdie, but and I would much rather see the Dolphins win because I'm tired of the Chiefs, but I think the Chiefs win. Yeah, I was thinking more Dolphins. I'm changing mind to the Chiefs. The, I, I I just think Andy Reid. If it wasn't four degrees and if it was even 24 degrees, honestly, I, that, if it was I in, think if, that makes a if difference. If it was in, in – Miami, I would pick the Dolphins. Yeah. I, the Chiefs don't lose at home in the playoffs. Mm, I would um, agree with that. Mahomes, that means Mahomes is going to have to play an away uh, playoff game, though, next week um, yeah. for the first time in his career. That's freaking crazy. That's crazy. Um, all right. First game Sunday, uh, Steelers-Bills. Uh, I think the Bills are going to crush them. Uh, they're playing really good. Steelers football. are playing well, though, with Rudolph yeah, and TJ Watts out. Yeah, he's and out. Andrew Fitzpatrick's out. Yeah, I think you know the Bills. Bills have been playing well. I mean, they went on a heck of an opposite streak, right? They had a really hard road to, to get to to make the playoffs, and not only did they make the playoffs, they won the division. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh will keep it close for a half, but I think the Bills win that game. That could be played in a snowstorm. Yep. Uh, the Green Bay Packers snuck in seven seed, playing the number two seed Dallas. It could be fireworks in this one. I'm going Dallas, though. I it's, the NFL wants Dallas to win. So yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the Packers have done some nice things. I think they're ahead of schedule. Um, that's not yes. great for Lions fans who were hoping we could maybe sit at the top of the league unchallenged for a couple of years. But 
Um, give Love some credit. He's he's come along nicely. So looks like they found their third franchise quarterback in a row at this point in time. Jaden Reed's been an awesome reason. Their yeah. leading receiver is a rookie. They're getting kind of healthy at the right time. I think that's similar to the Steelers-Bills game. I think the Packers will keep it close even for a little longer than the Steelers, but I think the Cowboys pull it out in the end. Yep. Lions Rams. I hate that it's Sunday night. Can I be just honest? I would clock. I first of all because it's getting close to bedtime, and second of all because it's like I don't like to wait all day for my team. No, to play. I'm nervous. I'm very nervous. I'd rather have game. the early game. I've seen a lot of picks on you know supposed experts on TikTok, and I see very few people picking the Lions. Yeah, I mean, a lot of money's on the Rams. Uh, it's virtually a pick them if you take away the home field three points. Mm-hmm. I think the Lions get this done. Um, it's not going to be easy. Um, the, the what's his name? Puka Nakua. He looks like a he looks like some majestic cartoon horse or something with his flowing mane. Palomalo. Yeah. Um, I, look, I I mean, it could go either way. The Rams have been playing really well. They're kind of ahead of schedule too, right? Like gave up the farm to get Stafford. Yep. Um, and draft picks and everything else, and but they've drafted really well mid to late rounds, and they're well coached and. I think the key is is if the Lions can get after Stafford and put him on his ass a little bit and rough him up a little bit, not not in a cheap way, I think that's going to be the difference. I think the Lions did that exceedingly well. Honestly, they did it really well against the Cowboys, um, and then they did it really well against the Vikings too. I mean, I think old boy Hutch has had like five or six sacks in the last two games. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Gardner Johnson back or Johnson, whatever, Gardner Johnson back. Um, Melifanu is playing well. I think the Lions just need to hold up enough, and I think that you know the offensive game plan. It's gonna they'll miss Laporta, but you know they got enough other weapons. They got the one-two punch. They can control the ground game a little bit. I think the Lions win probably a, like a thirty-one to twenty-seven, thirty-four thirty yeah. final. Um, last one: Eagles Buccaneers. Kind of a boring game. Uh, I don't know. The, the Bucks are playing. Have played well. The Eagles have played terrible. But the Bucks I, only won like nine nothing. Yeah, they they the, played terrible. I'm going Eagles. I think they win, but I don't think they win after that. Yeah, the Eagles have been playing terrible down the stretch. They've been really bad. So are they setting you up with the tank? I don't know. I don't think the no hurts as Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are that great, but I think the Eagles find a way to win that game. All right, that's all for NFL sprint. All the way home was your Super Bowl pick, game pick, um, going to the playoffs wild card. Weekend. Yeah, because I had, I had what, 49ers Bengals at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I'm going to stick with 49ers. I don't know. I don't want it to be 49ers Ravens. I hate the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stick with the 49ers, and I'm going to go – I'm going to go Bills. I'm gonna go I 49ers, same thing, Bills. 49ers Bills. Yeah. I think the Bills have just done, not always in a great way, but they've done a lot down the stretch to get in the playoffs. And Played really Josh well. Josh Allen's a gamer, so 49ers, Bills. Worst job available for the NFL right now, which job would you not want? Is the Raiders job open officially? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's oh, because he's an interim coach. Yeah. He's going to interview for it. Um, I'm going to look at, based on talent, it's probably the Redskins or the Patriots. Well, the Patriots isn't officially open yet either, is it? I'm saying the worst job available is the Panthers. I wouldn't want that job. Oh, yeah, their owner is a nut bag, dirt bag, lots of bag, douche bag. (laughs) He's a lot of different things. Um, Best job available. 
honestly, I think probably the Chargers just because I think Herbert is a really good quarterback. I think he you you've got a guy right there that you can get to a Super Bowl with, and if you can maybe you know get some of the pieces and parts around him and stay healthy, I think that team is closer than any of the other teams. To be honest, best or just said that. Who would you say? I'll I'll go Seahawks. Yeah, I Seahawks, nice Seahawks are there. I think a nice core, good running back, good position, skill players. Um, just need a quarterback for the future. Maybe Michael Penix. Maybe. We'll see. Stay out in Seattle. Uh, last one. Best alcohol to mix with a hot drink. Oh, man. Uh, I, you know, Bailey's and hot chocolate is still my go-to on a, on a cold tailgate game. Yeah, I said Bailey's, too. It's good with coffee, hot chocolate, you name it. Yep. You got it. It's very good. All right. That's... Uh, pod uh, appreciate you guys listen let us know if you have any questions you want us to discuss next week um let us know your picks too if you want for the nfl games mitch um, keep the questions coming chris keep the questions yep, coming we love, we love it, guys we appreciate we love that. the fodder appreciate all of that it's very helpful for us i, I found something this week that i'm going to bring up next week i already have it on the list so right. but keep that stuff coming yeah uh meanwhile as olympic gold medalist allison felix once said I myself am frustrated in just where sports are at. It's a hard thing when you're out there working hard every day and you know that someone else is cheating and they may not necessarily get caught. Or worse, Allison, I say, caught but allowed to blatantly get away with it. Chew on that one for the week. 